Hello, assalamualaikum everybody. Hope you're all safe, sound, and healthy. And I'm back because I'm finding even more ridiculous stuff. I mean, seriously, I cannot stay without commenting on it. Um, check it out. Check it out. Okay, this is about the um, Israel-Palestine war, right? And as we all know, um, I've mentioned repeatedly how hypocritical the Western world has been. And if you remember, the previous Prime Minister of UK was unceremoniously removed from her post because she so proudly called herself a Zionist, you know. Um, so that sort of created a problem, even uh, with the cardinal and everybody. So, <laughs> But check it out. I mean, this shows um, just because she was removed for saying something that was so obviously the British policy, remember, it was Britain that created this war in the first place. It was Britain that decided um, that the Jews should go and settle in Palestine. It was the British um, who, as a way of compensation for persecution of the Jews in Europe, they said that, oh, hang on, you know, there is this land, you know, why don't you just go there, you know? So they basically threw um, their responsibility, they threw all their problems over to the Palestinians, and, you know, they were like good riddance. And now all they can do is pretend to, you know, sympathize with the Jews and sympathize with the Israelis and fund them and all. But at the same time, um, if Israel is using them, they're using Israel. They're both using each other just to gain their own benefits, um, you know, colonization and all. Um, they think that they're one-upping Israel and Israel thinks it's one-upping them. But at the end of the day, um, you know, there's no honor amongst thieves. And so, you know, uh, they removed the previous prime minister, but the present prime minister doesn't seem to have any problems saying whatever he needs to say. Um, for example, I mean, he's, he so openly sides with Israel, claiming that atrocities were committed against Israel unequivoc what? <laughs> unequivocally, right? I'm sorry. Are you, are you in your senses, mister? I mean, you know, I think you need to uh, read history as in real history, not fabricated history, not the one that is, you know, fabricated by the Western world, but actual honest to God history. But then what can you expect from one Nazi, you know? I mean, this is like one Nazi saying in support of another. Um, you know, as we know, India itself has been facing criticism um, from everywhere else in the world except its NATO friends, the NATO allies, the Western world, um, who have been bucking India up that, yeah, yeah, go ahead, commit genocide in Kashmir. We need that land, you know? We need to settle our armed forces there. We need that place as a resort. But actually, we need that place as a, a base, an army base. So there is that. Um, yeah, so yeah, I mean, I guess one would say there's no surprise one Nazi supporting another. Uh, and, and you know what? Somebody really needs to rewrite history as well, the history of the Holocaust, the history of, you know, who were the real Nazis? Because from what I see, the only Nazis that I have seen are the Israelis themselves. So that is food for thought. Right. On the other hand, we've got Saudi, who thankfully has suddenly woken up from its deep, long slumber. And they have very, very um, openly um, sided with Palestine. They have openly 
um, talked about how the continued occupation um, depriving Palestinians of their legitimate rights and, you know, the systematic provocations against uh, its sanctities. Yeah, well, thank you so much for waking up Saudi Arabia. Why were you asleep these past 75 odd years? You know, you know, here we really need to thank Imran Khan, you know, we really do for, you know, um, shaking OIC up and giving it a backbone and telling them, you know, giving them all a slap on their face and say, wake up everybody. And even though Imran Khan has been removed by America, uh, from his position as Prime Minister of Pakistan, but you can see the influence, you can see that the OIC is committed to once again being a very um, proactive organization, um, you know, to voice, it should be a voice for the Muslim world, which makes up a larger part of the world than, you know, the Western countries, like it or not. Um, and then, you know, here's another uh, funny thing here. Okay, this is, I find it funny because on one hand, you have the Russian deputy foreign minister um, saying that we call on the Palestinian and Israeli sides to immediately cease fire, you know, renounce violence, show the necessary restraint. We call for an immediate start to a peace process on the basis of existing um, international, internationally recognized agreements. And, you know, I know many people are going to say, isn't that funny? Why is, I mean, Russia talking about ceasefire when Russia is right now having a full-on war with Ukraine? Um, but, okay, even more funnier than that, believe it or not, is what the Ukrainian president said. I mean, it's unbelievable. Like, the Ukrainian president, I mean, this shows that it's not really about the situation that you're in, it's about the political alliances that you want to please. The fact that America used Ukraine soil to attack Russia, which instigated Russia to attack Ukraine. So, you know, and the fact that Ukraine, just because now it has to please its American allies, it has to please its, the, you know, the, the NATO front, um, it, look, look at this statement. This statement is both laughable and it is hilarious, it is ironic, it's, it's oxymoronic as well. Now, he's saying Israel has the full right to, to defend itself against terror as any other state. Now, tell me one thing. If Israel has the full, has the right, it has the full right to defend itself against terror, um, then it means Russia has the full right to defend itself against terror. You do realize that you are in the exact situation, not exact, okay, but in a similar situation to Palestine, where everybody is crying blood that Ukraine is being attacked by Russia and that Russia is going to invade Ukraine, you know. And on the other hand, you have Palestine that is all, that is under attack by Israel and Israel is slowly invading the whole of Palestine. It has taken more than two-thirds of Palestinian land already. And you're saying that Israel has the full right to defend itself against terror? Then my friend, Russia has the full right to defend itself against terror. It's so obvious. You just broke your own case and you just made the Russian case with your own bloody hands. Like, if this is the Ukrainian president, no wonder Ukraine's having a war. How stupid can you be, seriously? 
you know. Now, Qatar here makes sense as always. Qatar is one of the few Muslim countries that, you know, says, you know, damn everybody, I'm standing by my right and I'm not going to sway um, and I'm not going to waver and I'm not going to please anybody. You know, you can kiss each other's asses up. I'm not here to kiss anybody's ass. I've got my own bigger things to deal with. And he has held the is the Israeli state solely responsible for the ongoing escalation due to its violations of the rights of the Palestinian people, including repeated incursions into Al-Aqsa Mosque, which everybody very conveniently seems to have forgotten. You know, Al-Aqsa is a mosque. It belongs to the Muslims. How is it okay for the Jews to constantly invade that mosque? How is it okay for, I mean, so it means it's okay if we go into a Jewish temple and we just, you know, fuck everything up and, you know, we'll dance and, you know, we'll sing and, you know, we'll, we'll pee all around that place. I think that's okay then because, I mean, if it's okay for the Jews to desecrate a mosque, then I think it's okay for anybody to desecrate any religious center. Because the, the, according to the U.S. and according to Europe, um, it's okay for Israel to desecrate a mosque. So, sorry, why are churches sacred and why are temples sacred? Pray tell. Do pray tell me. Yeah. I mean, imagine, imagine the <laughs> utter, utter stupidity here that you are all witnessing, that we are all witnessing. It's amazing. It's amazing. We've got a Nazi supporting a Nazi in full broad daylight, you know, the British Prime Minister who is Indian. So, you know, I don't know. I mean, come to think of it, because the British are themselves financing the Nazis in Israel, and the British um, have financed, uh, and the British are behind both the Kashmir occupation and the Palestinian occupation. So obviously, they're going to say that they're right. Um, and the Indian Nazis uh, committing genocide in Kashmir are also getting support. So, yeah, you've got an Indian man who is the prime minister in Britain. Obviously, he's going to be pro-Nazi. Uh, and then we've got America, which is very, very obviously pro-Nazi. Um, you know, Zionist is just a new name that they've given to themselves. They are originally and essentially Nazis. Um, it seems, as I said, somebody really needs to rewrite history and, you know, correct that mistake that was made and correctly identify who the real Nazis were because we are seeing them right in front of us. And I don't see any Germans around me, okay? I see Jews who are acting as Nazis and I see the Indian Hindu extremists, the fanatics who are acting as Nazis. So... You know, and then on the other side, we've got Ukraine, who is in the same position as Palestine, but is defending Israel. <laughs> At least Russia had the courtesy, the basic courtesy, the basic, you know, ethic to not talk about who's right and who's wrong. All it talked about was ceasefire, which again is still ironic because one would ask Russia, why aren't you? 
practicing what you're preaching, you know, and everybody's going to say, oh, my matter is different. Russia will say, oh, in our case, it's different. Israel will say, oh, in our case, it's different. Let me tell you, no case is different and every case is different. But that doesn't make what is right wrong and it doesn't make what is wrong right. Occupying another state is wrong. The camel entering the Arab's tent is wrong, okay? Calling white black just to please somebody is wrong. Calling white black doesn't make it black, you know. Calling the sun the moon doesn't make it the moon, you know. The truth is the truth and it's out there and you can't do anything about it no matter how much you try to camouflage it or hide it or cover it or do whatever it is that you want to fucking do. But at the end of the day, the truth is bare naked out there and it's for all to see. Now, if you choose, again, I would say this again, because I've said this before, especially to the people in the Western world, if you choose to teach your children that it is okay for some people to do bad things, but it's not okay for some people to do bad things, then I don't know what kind of ethics you're teaching your children. I don't know how you're bringing up your children, teaching them about what is right and what is wrong. I don't know how you go about teaching moral values. Like you can't tell your children that, you know, what India is doing to Kashmir is fine and what Israel is doing to Palestine is fine. But if anybody does the same thing to America, that is not fine. Well, it's fine. If Israel is fine and if India is fine, then whoever messes with America is also fine. Whoever messes with Britain is also fine. Whoever messes with France is also fine. Whoever messes with Germany or Italy or Spain is equally fine. That's how it works. If it's not fine for you, it's not fine for anybody else. And that is how it is in Islam. If it's not right, it's not right. It doesn't matter who it applies to. And if it's right, it's right. It doesn't matter who it applies to. Maybe in your uh, traditions or your cultures, um, it doesn't go that way. But in Islamic tradition, in Islamic culture, right is right and wrong is wrong. It doesn't matter who it is. Yeah? So if Israel is wrong and India is wrong, then you need to accept that. And you cannot say that they're right and you cannot say that other countries who are defending themselves are wrong. You can't say that. It means you're promoting colonialism. And it means that you're accepting or you know, admitting to the fact that you do still maintain neo-colonialism. And you are actually planning on continuing with enslaving other states. It means that you call yourself part of the free world, but you are not actually part of the free world. You do not want a free world. You want the whole world to once again be subjugated by you. Europe and America, it means, is still living in that, in that you know, fantasy state, in that fantasy land, in that la-la land where they think that you know, they should own the whole world. You cannot own the whole world, and you never will. I'm sorry. This is just a delusion. Um, you know, you, you are a unique type of psychotic thieves who think that you can own the world. You cannot. We are all separate countries. We're independent countries. We're sovereign states. And we're called that for a reason. Okay? So, first of all, 
you know, get your priorities straight on what is right and what is wrong. And then, no, I mean, no wonder you're, uh, you know, no wonder the new generation is pretty psychotic. And no wonder they're always having meltdowns and breakdowns. I mean, right from the start, they're seeing that hypocrisy. It's right for one person, but it's wrong for another. Okay, it's fair for one person, but it's unfair for another. Oh, it's justice for one person, but it's revenge for another. Okay, what is this? What is this? So, no wonder the new generation is so screwed up in the Western world. Think about it. Just, you know, just, just for one, one moment in your life, do yourself a favor and be truly objective and be completely honest with yourselves. And if you don't wake up scared of the kind of people you've been all this time, you know, then you're really made of some other material. Well, this is me signing out. Khuda Hafiz.